look into the life of Abraham just a little bit. And I really don't want to... Actually, we won't get too much into Abraham as much as a thought. But the idea of Abraham being the, uh, the man of faith, the, the, the father of faith, the one that uh, received a call from, from God. Now we were read uh, um, Genesis 11 and Hebrew... Uh, Genesis, yeah, Genesis 11 and Hebrews 11. And, um, you know, today the, the passion of uh, our scientists, all that they may be, you know, anthropologists, astro- uh, astronomers and so on, scientists of all, is still the pursuit of where we come from. Uh, and they're constantly giving us information, mind you, their information. Uh, we find our information in Genesis 1, but nonetheless... Um, you know they're now looking deeply into the um, planet of Mars. I'm not sure if you're aware of well that's been done and the money that's been poured into that endeavor. And it seems that um, as modern, as modern as we are, and as technologically advanced as we are, we're still probing like orphans. Asking ourselves those questions, where did we come from? The struggle as to why are we here? And wanting to know where are we going? I figure if you have no direction, you choose not to look into the eternal word of God, those questions just are going to always be there. Uh, it is the whence, what, and whither speculation. I'm sure you've heard them. The whence, the what, and the whither. Why are we here? Where did I come from? Where am I going? Abraham is probably the most important person in the Bible outside of the Lord Jesus Christ. His name appears in the New Testament about 70 times. He is mentioned 160 times in the Old Testament. When God identifies Himself in the earlier parts of the Old Testament, He identifies Himself as, I am the God of Abraham. He is known as the friend of God. I want to take you for just a, a few sec minutes. Go with me to Galatians. You got to read this because I want you to understand the importance of who he became and what it is this call or at least what I think the call is. What I see in Scripture to be the call. Now, maybe by the time we're done, I'll send some of you to, I don't know, uh, Iceland or something, you know. Because when you think about the call, everybody thinks about missions, you know, and the idea of going out. Galatians, would you please, chapter 3. Galatians chapter 3, and um, 
We'll read verses 6 through 9 for the sake of context. Galatians chapter 3 verse 6 through 9 says, Even so Abraham believed God, and it was reckoned to him as righteousness. Therefore, be sure that it is those who are of faith who are sons of Abraham. And the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel beforehand to Abraham, saying, All the nations shall be blessed in you. So then, those who are of faith are blessed with Abraham. The father of the faithful. I think Abraham and what he represents is very much for such a time as where we are right now. I feel God has uh, uh, called us as a church to kind of step out in faith and, and move forward where others probably thought we wouldn't be able to accomplish even some of the tasks that we have done just this year alone. And I think, wow, we, we really have. By God's grace, we, we've asked great things of God, and, and God has delivered, by all means, great things from His hand to us. And, and, and you know, I, I'm actually making a decision, no more news. I, I'm, I'm just going to not listen to the news for a while. Especially the, these particular news stations that I listen to. I mean, it's uh, all about this economic chaos that we are living in. The financial decay in which they tell us we have immersed ourselves into. Obviously, there is an ethical obscurity that has brought us all into the mess in which we are in. And by the way, get ready. Uh, to, uh, 2012 is coming. Uh, that is the end of the world. I don't know if you know that, but, um, you know, be advised. We did survive Harold Camping's predictions this year, two of them. Uh, we're still here. Not that I want to be here, mind you. Not, not that I don't want to go where God is. It's just that, it's, uh, how do we face times in which we find ourselves? I want to approach... I want to approach this morning's word answering those uh, the whens, the what, and the whither. Perhaps from a little different angle. So let's pray and let's ask God to open our hearts. Father, Scripture presents you right from the beginning as our Creator. You fashioned us. You formed us out of the dust of the earth. And you place within us, Father, eternity. And then sin came into the world. And that sin separated us from you. And from that day forth, Father, you have spent your energy, your men, your prophets, your son. getting a message out to each and every one of who you are. 
and of your open arms awaiting for us to come into your presence. May your spirit guide us this morning. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, the whence. So where did you come from? Where did I come from? I mean, we all have a past. We all have a place where we have come from. Uh, Abraham receives a call in Genesis chapter 12. This is uh, the call of a man who becomes the father of the faithful. So in Abraham, we find a very easy, understandable subject. Faith. He is a man known to have walked with God. Go back to Genesis chapter 12. We want to just look at uh, that first verse in 12, 1, where it says, Now the Lord said to Abraham, Go forth from your country, from your relatives, from your father's house, to the land which I will show you. He asked Abraham, after they have arrived in Iran, that that is not where they were to stop. They were to continue. Um, uh, there, uh, his father Terah dies, and um, God wants to move on, Abraham. And he says to him, you got to leave your familiar surroundings. He says to him, you have to leave your family, the people you know, your relatives. He says to him, you have to leave your father's house, that is the immediate family. And he says, I am going to take you to a place where I have called you. Where has God called you from? Where has God called you from? I want you to... You know, you weren't born a Christian. I know in some state churches they kind of want us to believe that. But somewhere along the line you came into faith with Jesus Christ. And some of you who are of the uh, graced group, maybe, maybe you came to Christ as a young child. What a blessing to have little or no recollection of a life lived without God. Uh, I think that is an awesome testimony. Others came to Christ a little later in life. And, and uh, on there there is uh, some residue, some stuff from the past that kind of lingers on in our memories. Others of you came to Christ, well, in your golden years. And you say, thank God that He waited that he was patient, that he was loving. Yes, that he put up with you all those years and didn't walk away from you. We have a past. So where did God call you from? And what did he call you to? If you follow those verses there in Hebrews, uh, excuse me, in Genesis, he calls you out of a place to be a blessing and to bring hope 
of salvation to nations, to people. Where did you come from? We are inside of a building under the banner of uh, Evangelical Church. But I love the name of our church because I think it represents just what it is. International. And I think you need to always remember, get used to that. Because heaven is going to be all about internationality. People from every tribe, every nation. Where did you come from? Well, you were created by God. We know that. We're not going to go defend that point. Not here, not today. You were, you were called by God to live in union with Him. To live in union with Him. Let me go to our second point. Well, the whence is where did I come from? And really, you only can answer that question. I know where I came from. I know my past. I know what it... Maybe I should say I'm learning more and more what it has done to me, how it has affected me, uh, how it shaped me. So where I come from is obviously, in a very real sense, rather personal. Not personal in that, you know, it's only me. I'm saying it's different. We all come from various different places. And we have been brought out of wherever to know God. So the question is, what? The whence, the what? What am I here for? What am I really here for? Well, that would ask, uh, that would bring us into asking the question, well, what is God's will for my life? What is one of those things or the thing that God wants for you to put your effort and, your, and all of uh, your resources into? Let me read a little bit of what uh, D.L. Moody uh, evangelist from the 18th century uh, said, uh, 1800s, excuse me, in the 1800s said, let me, let me read to you. He said, A great many people are afraid of the will of God. And yet I believe that one of the sweetest lessons that we can learn in the school of Christ is the surrender of our wills to God, letting Him plan for us and rule our lives. I know in my own mind, if an angel should come from the throne of God and tell me that I could have my own will done the rest of my days on earth and everything I wished could be carried out, or alternative, that I might refer everything back to God and let His will be done in me and through me, I think in an instant I would say, Let the will of God be done. God does reveal His will. In various parts of Scripture, He reveals His will in regards to many subjects. For example, you will find in the book of Peter, that that God says that His will is that none, uh, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come 
to a place and a point of repentance. So God wants all men to make peace with Him. To sit down and do business with Him. To reckon with Him. In the book of Romans, we are then told, for example, that in regards to the will of God, uh, He says that we have been predestined to be conformed to the image of His Son. So not only are we to come and make peace with God, but then we are to spend the rest of our lives seeking to become likened to the Son that died on that cross for us. He was called Abraham to follow after something that he didn't see, to go to a place where he'd never been. Abraham was called not to a task. He wasn't called to come and do something. He wasn't called to a geographical location. That actually comes later. He doesn't really understand the geographical location till later. He wasn't even called to a timetable. Oh, how slaves we are to the watch, to the time, you know, to what am I doing kind of thing tomorrow at this time. Abraham was called, and I just want to emphasize this, to God himself. When you look at what the calling was and what the book of Hebrews tells us, Abraham was called to God. To God. Hebrews 11.8 shows us that the calling wasn't to do. It wasn't to, to be at a place. It wasn't for him to accomplish some great task. Actually, if you read that verse, verse 8 says this, By faith Abraham, when he was called, obeyed, by going out to a place which he was, which, uh, which he was to receive for an inheritance. And he went out, not knowing where he was going. The where was not God's concern. And it really shouldn't be ours, for our own selves. You know, because if it is, if the where becomes your concern, where am I going, where am I going to be tomorrow in 10 and 20, and where, if you are concerned about the where, it will greatly disappoint you when you get there. God calls not to a task, but to a place. You know what God calls to? He calls to Himself. We are so about doing our society is about doing, getting it done. We seem to think that it's very important that we are being productive. And I wonder, what is it that God needs you for that He can't get done without you? God wants you for Himself. He calls you to Himself. Abraham obeyed. It involved leaving family, surroundings, kindred, father, nephew. It involved living in tents for the rest of his life, his son's life, and his grandson's life. Because it wasn't supposed to matter where they were or what they were doing. What was supposed to matter was that they had come to God. Well, that brings us to our last one, which is the wither. 
So, if it's where did I come from, and it's what am I currently doing, then where is it that I'm going? If, if, if I am to just be called to God, where am I going? Is it important to know where you're going? And instead of getting us confused, and at the end you wonder what it is I was trying to say with this point, I'll just say it right at the beginning. Where are you going? In pursuit of God. And if anything else lights up in front of that, you're going in the wrong direction. Where are you going? In pursuit of God. You are on the move for God. To God. When Abraham obeyed, he immediately, God became the most important thing to him. Why would he have become the father of the faithful had he not lived out? In the light that he received, that faith. Abraham had to know, uh, had he known, excuse me, had he known, had he known uh, uh, what was going to happen in his life, he probably would not have followed. Uh, just very briefly, his father died. There was a famine in the land. He went down to Egypt. Um, he ended up giving his wife to Pharaoh. He looked bad in front of uh, Pharaoh for doing that. Uh, then he heard from God that he was going to receive a son. Um, but he got kind of nervous. And so he used a surrogate means to uh, get uh, a son through Hagar. That son was rejected. Then uh, he finally understood the promise of uh, the, the true heir. So that son was born to Sarah, who laughed about it, he and her. And then, after the son was born and grew, he had to take him to an altar and sacrifice him. Would he have followed had he known everything that was coming down the pike? No. See, the where is really not important. Where you're going is not important. It's who you're holding on to. It was the grace of God not to tell him what his future held. It is the grace of God to not tell you what your future holds. Because you're not called to a future. You're called to God. And you are to, by faith, trust your God. So, the call was to God. God must get us, someone said, by ourselves and to Himself. And many of the things that come into our life that sort of squeeze us from all angles are really purposed to get us by ourselves and to Himself. To put our minds on one thing and one thing only. On God. Isaiah 51 too says the following, Look to Abraham your father. For I called him alone and blessed him and multiplied him. What was the first part? I called him. I called him alone. We are so concerned about the future when really all God wants us to do is to live the present. 
in his presence. You know, I don't know what's happening with the economy and certainly I am of no ability to begin to even refer to what all of this is going on. I listen to these guys on the radio and they contradict each other and the same guy says something different a week later. I mean, uh, if you follow what's going on with Greece, we'd have buried them about three months ago according to what some are saying and now it looks like maybe they'll survive. And it's, it's like they, they don't even know what's going on. They're guessing. And, and all of that reminds me, who cares? Am I walking with God? I can't change certain things, but I certainly can make sure that I am right with God. And when our mind is all on the future, and our mind is all on things that are outside of our control, then we've taken our minds off of God. And we've forgotten that He called us, and called us purposefully to Himself. Only to Himself. God wants us to Himself. To love Him. To know Him. To fellowship with Him. To be alone with Him. That's all that God wants us to do. He will then, through His sovereignty and and, and His providence, He'll work out your life and He'll work out His plan and He'll work out His program. But number one, and first of all, He wants you to Himself. That reminded me of something. And I said, I know I can find it if I look hard enough. Um, a minister, it was a Presbyterian minister who left the Presbyterian church and sort of went uh, free. His name was A.B. Simpson. He was an American minister. And um, he is known as founder of the Christian and Missionary Alliance uh, movement. And A.B. Simpson wrote uh, um, an essay, and he entitled it, Himself. Himself. And I want to read that to you. It says this, Once it was the blessing, now it is the Lord. Once it was the feeling, now it is His word. Once His gift I wanted, now the giver own. Once I sought for healing, now himself alone. Once twas painful trying, now tis perfect trust. Once a half salvation, now the uttermost. Once twas ceaseless holding, now he holds me fast. Once twas constant drifting, now my anchors cast. Once twas busy planning, now tis trustful prayer. Once twas anxious caring, now he has the care. Once twas what I wanted, now what Jesus says. Once twas constant asking, now to ceaseless praise. Once it was my working, his it hence shall be. Once I tried to use him, now he uses me. Once the power I wanted, now the mighty one. Once for self I labored, 
Now for him alone. Once I hoped in Jesus. Now I know he's mine. Once my lamps were dying. Now they brightly shine. Once for death I waited. Now his coming hail. And my hopes are anchored safe within the veil. God calls us first of all and above all to himself. What is the most important thought in your mind? What is at the forefront of what you do? What you're shooting for, what you're aiming for? It should be to know him. To know him and him alone. There is a little chorus as we close. Maybe it will remind us a little bit of... It says, Lord, you are more precious than silver. Lord, you are more costly than gold. Lord, you are more beautiful than diamonds. And nothing I desire compares with you. You know why I like that hymn? Because... It talks about earthly treasures. My, why am I? What a challenge to think through those treasures and conclude, no, nothing is more important than you. And I pray that as you look at the whence, what, and whither, you realize Wherever it is you've come from, and wherever it is you are, and wherever it is you think you're going, that at the forefront of it all, it's your Creator, your Savior, who called you to Himself and to Himself alone. Let's stand as we pray.